0: Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for all business with Jeffrey Hazlett. From entertainment to toothpaste, you can subscribe to just about anything these days. And today's guest is an expert on the membership economy. Robbie Kelman Baxter is a best-selling author speaker who focuses on subscriptions and the membership economy. Robbie knows how to get your customers to stick and create forever transactions. Robbie, welcome to All Business with Jeffrey Hazler.
1: Oh, thanks so much for having me, Jeffrey. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: It is it's it's good to connect with you, you know. You're in New York, right?
1: No, I'm actually in Northern California, Menlo Park. Well, why did I think New York?
0: I just think everybody, <laughs> I think everybody's from New York. All now the that good I'm people back, are in so New York. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, first of all, I have to ask you this question. How does an English major become a membership and subscription expert?
1: Oh, <laughs> I don't know, Jeffrey. That's a, that's a long and winding road. Um, I, guess, I guess a simple answer is um, I, I, when I went to college, my parents encouraged me to study whatever was interesting to me, even though I knew I would end up in business. They said, just study something that you'll never get another chance to study. You'll have the rest of your life to study business or your, your professional job. And it's actually, you know, come in handy uh, as I've you know spent more and more time in this world of, of membership and been able to use my writing skills and my research skills that I developed in college. Um, but I, I did stop off in business school along the way to kind of round out my, my education.
0: There you go. Well, that's good. (laughs) I should go back and round out mine with some little bit of English would help me because I'm a little bit verbally and uh, written, written verbal and written dyslexia almost. I'm I'm always messing stuff up. I sent a note off today to one of the team members to go do this, this and this. And then one of my other team members said, this is what Jeff meant because you could not read any of it anyway. Nonetheless, (laughs) hey, what's the difference between a subscription and a membership?
1: Yeah. So great. I love definitions. Um, You know, when I think about it, um, a subscription is a pricing decision. Um, It's uh, asking a customer to pay you on a regular and, you know, automatic basis um, in exchange for access to benefits, services, products, what have you. Um, Membership for me is the mindset that's required. It's how you treat those subscribers that Mm. gives you permission to get their trust. Because a subscription is a trusted relationship. That, that kind of pricing structure requires a trusted relationship. So I believe you can have a member a membership economy business. You can have a member mindset without using subscription pricing. And you can try to have, I've seen many subscriptions that don't treat their customers like members at all, that um, definitely still have a very short-term focus. But the magic really happens When you think about your customers as members, focus on their long-term goals and earn the right to charge them on a subscription basis as a result.
0: So it's really almost the same thing, but just going to a deeper emotional connection.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think membership's about the mindset of the organization. It's are we in it for the long term with these people? Yes, we are. So like Apple many years ago, you know, they're selling hardware. So They didn't use subscriptions, but they still had that member mindset. You'd still see someone walk into the store and be like, I'm an Apple person. I have this problem. I need a phone. What phone should I buy? I'm only gonna buy it from you, right? They trusted Apple to solve their problems and help them achieve their technology goals, right? I need a system, I trust you. Um, Eventually they've layered in, they've gotten smart and they've layered in subscription pricing um, to better harvest the trust that they've built. but it's really about focusing on the customer's long-term goals and building the offering around that for the long-term.
0: So you used to, we were talking about this last night on a podcast meeting that everything is subscribed today. I mean, it used to be you just subscribed to the newspaper or maybe a few magazines. Now we subscribe to just about everything. Why are we seeing this shift?
1: Well, people have always wanted subscription revenue. Business people have always wanted subscription revenue but it's been hard to execute on. And now there's a technology infrastructure that makes it possible for virtually anyone um, to create a, an offering and get subscription revenue. So that used to be very hard, um, but now we can both serve content um, easily and freely, and we can also accept recurring billing uh you know with with tools like you know vindicia and zuora and recurly there's there's lots of ways to make this easier than ever before but we've had subscriptions you know going back 100 years or more right Um, book of the month club celebrated their 100th birthday a couple years ago and then we have had memberships yeah Yeah, Yeah. i know right isn't that i used to i used to
0: have that i used to have that
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and probably maybe columbia music house or bmg music oh yeah the uh you know, you tell your, your parents, Records. you know, I'm going to
0: CDs. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 12 for a penny. It's, it's the best deal in town. And it's like the hotel, California, right? You can check out anytime you want, but you can never leave. Once you, once yeah. you give them that penny, you're in, you know, for that 1799 a, a month for forever and ever.
0: Well, and then, of course, cable companies and others have done this uh, extremely well in terms of subscribers for service um, and being able to deliver. I think it's kind of the nirvana. Hey, let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back after this message. C-Suite Radio. Hey, everybody, we're back and we're live casting right here on LinkedIn and Facebook as I bring you all business with Jeffrey Hazlett. And of course, we're talking about memberships and subscription, really the subscription economy. We've really moved to that, you know, and certainly as days have become weeks, weeks have become months, months have become years as we become more digital. And that's really what this is all about. It's allowed us to be able to do things in different ways and everything is available for subscription now absolutely everything i mean you could you could buy toilet paper by subscription and in fact maybe a good thing because with COVID, it's been tough to get that's what i hear so i'm talking with robbie kelman baxter She's a best-selling author speaker and she focuses on subscriptions and the membership economy we're glad to have her here so my next question is not just netflix and amazon and costco that's offering subscriptions now places like walmart and my grocery stores are also offering them. Are we going to reach, you know, subscription fatigue?
1: Yeah, um, such a good question. That's, you know, such a good question. I, I think of subscription fatigue as, you know, we're kind of in the wild west right now of subscriptions, right? Everybody's going, you know, everybody's looking uh, for gold and, you know, everybody. I mean, everybody. I mean it, it,
0: I mean, it's a very positive thing for a business, right? I mean, it's, it's, I love subscriptions. I love membership subscriptions because it's money I can count on every single month. As long as I, you know, have, don't have a heavy attrition rate and things along those lines, I'm not, you know, selling. I also like the one time everywhere they buy it all at one time, too. Trust me. I love that, too, because you get, <laughs> you get all that cash up front. But, uh, but this is, is there going to be fatigue with all this?
1: There is already Jeffrey, um, and, and I'll tell you, you know, five years ago when I wrote my first book, The Membership Economy, I wrote it because people didn't understand the power of these membership models and subscription pricing. Five years later, when I wrote The Forever Transaction, I don't have to tell anyone, and what I noticed is, you know, five years ago when I would tell somebody what I did, they'd say, huh, subscription that's interesting, but it's not relevant to me because whatever, I'm a grocery store. I make, uh, you know, stationary bicycles. I, I sell insurance. You know, and of course, five years later, they don't say that anymore. If they do those things, they say, um, yeah, we're trying to do that. We're building subscription. And if they're a consumer, they say, oh, I have a subscription to such and such. And I wish I could just buy it outright. And I have this other subscription that I don't even use and I pay for it every month, but I can't figure out how to cancel. And I hate subscriptions. And that's the subscription fatigue. Having everybody come into subscriptions and have products that don't justify subscription pricing. Right. So you just take whatever you've got and you say, we're going to force people to pay a subscription or hiding the cancel button or giving people the wrong combination of benefits so that they're paying for stuff they don't need. That's what's driving subscription fatigue. Absolutely.
0: I mean, there's some good ones. I mean, but and I want to talk about that. With so many subscriptions out there, how do the best ones stand out? What's the key to success for the really good ones?
1: It's so simple. It's so simple. The really good ones are laser focused on who they're serving and what value they're providing to them. And when they design their offerings, They're not just focused on the moment of transaction, getting someone to sign up for the subscription, but on delivering value on an ongoing basis by anticipating where the customer is gonna go next on their objective of achieving that goal. So if I sign up for Disney Plus because I wanna watch Hamilton with my family, Disney needs to make sure that I can find my way to the other content that they offer because what I'm really signing up for is enjoying time with my family. Right. And so they have to get me to the princesses and they have to get me to the adventure stories and they have to get me to the National Geographic you know, documentaries that I can lean back and you know, relax with after a rough day of the news. Um, it's all about the journey and it's all about really understanding the customer's goals instead of just focusing on your own products.
0: So what are the bad ones? What are the bad ones that stand out? And, and then I want to get to the good ones, too, but I want to talk about some bad ones that really just do a poor job. What do they do? You mentioned well, like hide the button, hide the cancellation. Oh, yeah, that's I a, mean, you should make it easy for people that they want out. You don't want to have to have them go through the, the angst. That just makes them mad because at one point they decided to come to do business with you and maybe they can't now because of COVID or whatever. Maybe they can't afford it. We get that. We all should understand that. So make it easy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the number one thing for bad, bad subscriptions is, they they hide the cancel button, right? They they make it hard to cancel. Um, Ryan Hamilton, the comedian, has a whole whole bit about trying to cancel his gym membership. Oh
0: my god! A lot I'm of gym. This one
1: up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very cute. Um, but you know, he talks about how he had to walk by the gym. He had to mail. He had to mail in his cancel request in in a paper envelope. And he said, you know, to add insult to injury, he had to walk by his gym on his way to the store to buy the envelopes to mail the letter to the gym. Um, and you know, so, so those are bad actors, a lot of gyms, a lot of what, what used to be called continuity programs where, you know, you get every month, like your shampoo or your, your skincare products, um, often very hard to cancel often, um, very, very inexpensive, um, entry level program. And then before you know it, you're paying 10 times as much, um, mm. you know, uh, Leslie fair over at the FTC, at the federal trade commission, she's a watchdog for bad actors, and there's always a long list of companies that are being investigated by the FTC for hiding the terms of the arrangement, making it hard to get out of the arrangement, changing the pricing in a dramatic way. Um, I think those are the worst, the worst behaviors um, of of the subscription subscription bad guys.
0: Are there some really great companies that are doing it extremely well, and who are those?
1: Oh, yeah. Um across almost every industry, there's there's lots of great examples. Um, one really current example is Peloton, um, with mm-hmm. their stationary bicycles, and they have you know the tablet device attached to the bicycle, so you can live stream classes and you can also connect with other other people that are working out and build community. Um, I think that's a really interesting model. Um, and there's lots of really nice stories coming out of there of people, you know, like, for example, you talked about when people have a good reason to not be paying, if I break my leg, I can't ride the Peloton. Um, there have been lots of cases where people have, you know, been injured and Peloton, first of all, sends them a gift, a get well soon gift, but then also automatically cancels their subscription it says, Hey, let us know when you are pauses it and let us know when you want to um, re-engage with us. Um, And I I think, you know, the big, you know, the big three or, you know, so that are kind of the the stalwarts, the ones that everybody thinks of are probably Netflix, um, Amazon with Amazon Prime, and then, you know, where we are right now, LinkedIn, uh, with their um, digital community and their various subscriptions that they have. And the sales ability navigator, to sales
0: navigator is a great great product. You know, in terms of that, I, I think also I would look at some a company like DocuSign. Now, I must say, yeah. I used to be on the board for DocuSign, so at least I have to give oh, that number. Really. But there are there are I think there are many you know that will allow you those kinds of things. Let's talk a little bit if we can about how if I'm a small business or if I'm an entrepreneur, how should I go uh, to pivot to a subscription model? I mean, we're we're all going digital. So we have to find a way to do this. And what would be a, a great way for me to do it? What, what would be the best way besides read your book? First of all, they should read your book. I, I'm a, listen, I went back yeah. and read it about a month ago and just found a lot of great gems in there that I had forgotten to make me wake up to say, oh, I should be doing more of this in a better way. And so uh, what else should a small business or entrepreneur be doing?
1: Yeah, um, absolutely. And and thanks for the compliment about about the book, The Forever Transaction. The the first book, um, Membership Economy, was really explaining why this was so powerful. And then this last book, The Forever Transaction, is like gets into the weeds of how you actually move your model from transactional to subscription um, or start from scratch and build something powerful. But I would say, you know, for any, if you have, let's say you have a, a car wash, I mean, something as simple as that, the first thing to do is step back and say, why do people come to my place? Do they come because they like car washes? No, they come because they want their car clean. And you know, even though you have popcorn and you have rides for the kids, really, if they never had to come to the car wash again and their car was just magically clean all the time, they would be willing to pay you at least as much as they're paying you now, probably more. Right. So start to think like that. What does it cost every month for them to have a clean car? And how can I promise and deliver on that? the clean car promise. And when you start to do that, you start to think of all kinds of things you can do, right? You could say unlimited car washes every month. You could say, I'm gonna come to your house in the dark of night and clean your car while it's sitting in the driveway so you don't have to take it. I'm gonna have a concierge service where we pick up the car and clean it whenever you call us. Um, I'm gonna come up with a new coating that's gonna keep the cars clean longer you know, you start to think of all these ideas, same thing's true if you have a, um, if you sell your expertise, professional services, it's really about saying they don't want the training. They want to be successful in their career. So how do I reorient around helping them be successful in their career instead of on giving them, you know, training in this very narrow area. And I think in any business, no matter how small, if you start looking at it through the lens of customer impact and long journey, and say, how do I align my offering to solve that problem in the best possible way? Suddenly, you see a path to subscription.
0: Well, I want to come back to this car wash. My local car wash, I actually saw them doing this and moving to subscription. I thought, how smart, because I still remember because I buy the coupon books. They used to have coupon books and I'd have to take these coupons in. So let's talk, which was an early subscription model, except I had to buy the coupon books all at one time, which wasn't a cool thing, you know? And if I lost it or something along those lines, hey, listen, let's come right back after this message. C-Suite Radio. Hey, thanks everybody for listening in to All Business with Jeffrey Reza right here on C-Suite Radio. Not just my show, but all shows. You know, we have over 250 shows on C-Suite Radio, and we certainly appreciate every single listener and download. So go to wherever you listen to podcasts, continue to download. There's lots more shows that we have on C-Suite Radio other than just All Business, although I think mine's the best. Nonetheless, there we go. I'll put that out there right there. So I'm talking with my good friend, and at least that's where we're... We subscribe to be good friends. And that's Robbie Kelman Baxter. She's a best-selling author and speaker. And she focuses on the subscription and membership economy. And we're talking about all things subscriptions. And we were just talking about the car wash. Now, one of the things I think small businesses have to think about when you go to the subscriptions, maybe an all-you-can-eat model is really about the utilization rate. They have to look at those kinds of things, which they might not have thought about before when they were doing transactional services. So you have to start to measure things that maybe you hadn't thought about before, right, Robbie?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Such a great point, especially when you, well, especially when you have variable costs, like you do in a car wash, Um, you know, you want to make sure people are using it. And you know, it might be counterintuitive, you know, the old line gyms, you know, everybody always says, well, the gyms business model is, you know, we only make money if you stop coming to the gym. Um, I think it's really important that you get the utilization and you track engagement because engagement is a leading indicator for retention. If I am using your product on a regular basis, if I'm showing up for your webinars, if I'm getting my car cleaned two, three, four times a month, I am way less likely to cancel my subscription than if I'm not getting any value at all. So it becomes, the, as you point out, it becomes the responsibility of the organization to make sure that the customer is using the product. If, if I buy a Lamborghini and I drive it off the showroom floor and I write out a check and I pay for it and I drive and I keep it in first gear all the way home and I say to myself, this is a terrible car, it doesn't go fast at all, right? That's my problem. That is not right. the Lamborghini dealer's problem. If I'm subscribing to that car and I say, this isn't fun to drive and I return it after one month, They've lost all of that revenue, that potential revenue from me. So suddenly they have to make sure I actually know how to get the value I'm paying for. Right.
0: But and I and by the way, you, you have to measure these utilizations. So those that are listening in right now, you want to know exactly how much they're using, what they're using, and then you. By the way, if you start seeing more and more of that come up in terms of utilization rate, and that adds to more of your cost, but that doesn't mean you can't go off and off, off of these other services that Robbie talked about. A premium service as a sub, as a subscriber, you'll have access to this at this discount as opposed to someone who's a one-time, you know, one-time wonder. Let's talk. Sure. Let's talk about that. Community. Because I think people miss out on that, that membership economy creates community. So let's talk about how does it and then does the subscription model help with retention or does it help turn
1: people off? Yeah. So I think people often come to a subscription offering for the headline feature, you know, take the class, do the training, get the book and they stay for the community. They say, you know, I met people there who share my goals or share my challenges. And that's what I'm really, that's what I really love. Like the the class was great, whatever the, the Peloton ride is fine, but it's the people. And if you understand that and you understand the problem or the goal that brought everybody together or brought them to you in the first place, and you help create a trusted space for them and give them reasons to come back and invest, you have to invest in the community. It doesn't happen by itself. But if you invest, that becomes the most valuable part of your offering nine times out of 10.
0: Well, it's spot on. I think that's a real I think that's a real gem, right? Hey, I look back at your your background. You're not only a successful author, speaker, consultant, but you're also a Girl Scout leader, which I think is
1: really <laughs> cool. Right.
0: So how important is it for you to do that and inspire the next generation of female leaders?
1: Oh, it's super important, Jeffrey. Um, I've been a Girl Scout leader. Um, I'm actually, uh, for 13 years, I took my girls from kindergarten through 12th grade. Um, and now they're they're all in college. They just started college. Um, and I'm so proud of, of who they are. I mean, they were that way to start with. But, you know, you know, just as a fun thing, the next time you walk into a room full of executives, men and women, ask the women how many of them were Girl Scouts. And I uh. bet you, you know, the usual number, 80%. Uh, women in leadership. Uh, it's, um, you know, it's such a, you know, you learn courage, confidence, character. Those are kind of the three C's of Girl Scouts. And it's all about learning to to step up and um, try to make things better, try to look around and say, what what could be better and how can I help?
0: Is it, were you a Girl Scout?
1: Yeah. And my mom was a Girl Scout leader.
0: Is that right? So do you, yeah. and do you still have your, you still have your, what do they call it? Oh a,
1: yeah. A stash stash. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you, you still I have, have that? all those bad. What's your favorite badge?
1: Oh, well, when I was a kid, I loved the cooking badge and yeah. the horsemanship. I was I was not a big rider, uh-huh. but we there's like a yeah. horse place down, you know, in the country near our house. And we all went like I wasn't a good rider, but it was so fun. I mean, it is
0: fun to be on the back of a horse. There's not much better than that. At least that's what I think of. Hey, your latest book is the forever tra- transaction. Give me an example of what does that mean and uh, what led you to write the second book?
1: Yeah. So the forever transaction is the, the moment when a customer, you know, I always think of it as they take off their consumer hat and they put on a member hat and they stop looking for alternatives. And they say, this is the organization that's going to solve my problem or help me achieve my goal in this space. And I don't have to worry anymore about going elsewhere. Like I'm just going to go here first. I'm going to go to Amazon first to buy whatever I need to buy. Right. I'm going to, you know, I'm gonna go to this doctor first because whatever this doctor tells me, I trust them. And I wrote this book to show people how to create a forever transaction with their customers, to have their customers relax into the relationship and trust that the organization is where they should go first um, for whatever problem it is they're trying to solve.
0: Well, you, you just gave us a forever lasting impression and so I, for that, I appreciate you. We've been talking with Robbie Kelman Baxter, best-selling author, speaker, and of course, an expert on subscription and the membership economy. And We thank you for being a part of all business for Jeff Bezos. Thanks so much.
1: Oh, thanks for having me. This was fun. It went by so fast.
0: Hey, At the end of every show, I like to talk about what I learned. I'll tell you my big gem for today. It came right toward the end. It's when people stop looking for a solution. That's when you know you got it. When they when they they're all in with you, you know, they might have come for the headlines, but they stay for the community. It's always about when they stop looking for another solution and they found a home and that's what you want to kind of create.